Welcome back to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry here on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where we are also streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au. And uh, that was uh, just a track by Whitney Houston called The Greatest Love of All and it was chosen by our previous guest Jennifer Curtsy. Now for our second chat today, and that's going to be talking with Reed Maxwell, who has been working in the mental health area since Adam was a boy. G'day, Reed. How are you? Good morning, Greg. How are you? All right. Have you, um, you have you been active for a long, long time in the mental health area? You're a, what are you actually? You're a trained psychologist, psychiatrist, and everything you know, yeah. don't you? Psychoanalytical psycho psychotherapy. But anyway, that's uh, beside the point. It's uh, really about how we help people and how we engage with them. And you've been doing that for a long time. I think the last time we actually had a chat on radio, you were, well, you were being my co-host, I think. But anyway, that was a way, way back in a different life. And it certainly was. But it was, it was very good and very, uh, I thought, very informative. And it was a great program to be involved in and, and getting the messages out to everybody because I think mental health is for everybody and that's the important factor. Currently with our situation then, uh, Reid, is that with the COVID-19 is one of the reasons I contacted you because it's even come more to the fore now that mental health issues and anxiety and that have become more than norm. Yeah, it is. I think there's a general sense of collective anxiety, isn't there, when something like this takes place. And we respond interestingly to what's going on in the government responses in respect to our little group responses and maybe in respect to our individual responses about how we feel about the demands and, and the expectations and our own view about what's going on in our own little neighbourhood. So there's, there certainly is a lot going on and, and people, I think, are just doing the best they can to try and get through and adjust and none of us like change, but it can be thrust upon us or we can make change ourselves. So uh, it is interesting how we've responded to COVID-19. Well, in our previous chat with Jennifer Curtsy, we were talking about meditation and she was using the the bowls for um, the gongs and whatever else. Meditation's yeah. one way of getting through it, but what do we need to do in terms of, as individuals, do we how do we find our own level to be able to cope with this? Yeah, always a difficulty in any any environment to to know yourself and to understand what your triggers are, and and maybe to it gets us to reassess what's important to us so having an external threat like this has really i think honed our perception about the value of the people who are around us and the need that we have for human interaction and connection and maybe we're not as as strong as you know being an individual as we are for being part of a group um and so I think that the overall message I'm getting is that our guys need, um, they seem to need a face-to-face connection. So they need to have a presence that can acknowledge them and see them um, just for who they are and just for being, um, rather than uh, in our capitalistic world about looking at, it's not who people are, but we sort of go, well, what do you do? And that's the important factor. What can I get from you? What are the 
what how can I better my life through the things that you can give me um, rather than looking at somebody going you're a contact uh, and you're another person in this world and we're actually here together and and we need to understand each other and support each other um, and we can help each other along the way so um, we've We've, our centres remained open through all this time that had a, a real strict policy on who turns up and the maximum people allowed in the centre. But uh, we've had a lot of people who come just to see somebody else and just to engage and maybe just to be recognised as human beings. And, and so isolation is obviously a big issue in this environment, but for people who have mental health issues anyway. Um, isolation is very much uh, a problem where people think they are very different from the norm and have different views. So, so being able to keep people connected is, has been one of our priorities. One of the things that we've found with uh, some of the people, I think you're aware that um, we do a little bit of supporting with people who have been uh, subjected to sexual abuse within yeah. within various institutions or whatever else, and we've found with a number of them that uh, it's not that they're laughing at, at, at us, but they're saying to those who are now well being forced into isolation that it's, well, you know, what's new? This is the way we feel all our lives. Absolutely. It, it is, and I, I did get that response uh, from a number of people quite early who, who said that. They, people who live with a heightened sense of anxiety then look around to see that other people have a heightened sense of anxiety. Go, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe you're getting an understanding about what it is like to have that presence and that feeling of anxiety that can follow you around. And, and while a lot of people are comfortable and they have the normal demands of life, this is almost, uh, you know, this perception of an unknown threat that's out there. And, it, and it's anywhere. Uh, and I think people who have anxiety and poor mental health live that all the time. So, you know, it's, it's probably a double-edged sword, isn't it? You've got the person with anxiety recognising that other people have anxiety and say, well, I've, you can feel what I'm feeling now. And for the people that do feel anxiety, hopefully they're getting an understanding about what it's like to live with that sort of intensity every day. Um, yeah. But that is that's a new that's a new normal if you want to call it. And you saw yeah. the fingers up, yeah. the inverted things or whatever. That's a new normal now, and I think people are concerned about that. And we, because of the uncertainty of things, is that one of the biggest parts of it all? Do you think, Reed, with the way Absolutely. it's affecting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, we don't like the unknown. Uh, even when uh, people, I think, would rather know what's going to take place, even if it's a negative thing. I think they've done some experiments on that too, and the people who would go, okay, I know I'm going to get this happen to me, is much better than not knowing what might happen. So it's, the unknown is, is scarier. And I suppose we've got, you know, haven't we got a whole lot of movies and films, uh, you know, around things that are under the bed or things that are just around the corner or something to look out for. And it, when it's unknown, it's a lot scarier than if you do know what's around the corner. 
and can predict what's going on. So, um, yes, yeah, we've got an external threat and that threat is imposing itself in the community and we can't see it and we don't know where it is and, and therefore that is obviously going to heighten our anxiety. So how do we look to the future? Sorry, Ed. That's okay. So it's more important to stay in contact with people more than ever. Absolutely, that's right. And um, because we get security, obviously as human beings, we almost live on top of each other when we really think about it. We live in social groups. Um, what's probably happened is social groups have got so big that these social groups then break down into smaller groups and smaller and little tiny and then they become smaller and smaller and it might just be where you work and it's then if that gets taken away from you and, and you're back home say you're at work five days a week if you get if you're then restricted back into your own home and your life was your job which which is understandable for a lot of people then you actually feel insecure and um and, and so I think hopefully there's been a reinforcement that what is important to you is the people who are around you and, uh, and in all sorts. Maybe it's just the community around you, so the local community. Um, maybe we're getting a better understanding that you, you would like to work and live in your own community. And this is where I think townships do it a lot better than obviously the city. Um, but if you can be connected, if you know people who are around you, if you can reach out, if you've got people who will accept you for who you are, that's the most important thing. Um, and, and I think our society has probably moved towards, it, it was moving towards this sense of individuality and my rights and my rights are more important than your rights. And I have to keep on pushing my right uh, to get anything. And uh, I've got to be more ruthless and more business-like um, and more savvy and accumulate money or, or objects, you know, homes, houses, cars. Um, and now, maybe COVID sort of reassess that for people and they're, they're thinking, well, what's most important to me are uh, family, friends, connections, being able to just uh, be with the world rather than thinking that you have to drive it and own it. Hopefully that's making sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I feel too that there are people that are working at home now and there's mums and dads working at home with from home with children at home that need educating. They're both struggling doing their bit that they have to do for outside the home and struggling with the children in the home. Yeah, and and that's probably a challenge for government, isn't it, and businesses Mm. to go, we need to change the way we're doing things and the expectations that we have. I think it's quite strange. You uh, You hear a lot of politicians that when they retire... They will say, well, I'm going to spend more time with my family. Mm. And, I, and I feel like going, but you know, maybe you should have done that 10 years ago. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> but if they had it 10 years ago, they may not have had the career that they've had. So it seems to be an either-or mentality. Mm. Um, uh, and, and, and 
maybe that's not the best thing. We should be, um, uh, if we can concentrate on, on uh, the environment that we're in and being connected with people in our local environment, we're going to be a lot better, I think. Uh, and more humanistic uh, and less capitalistic and uh, driven by, um, as I said, uh, you know, monetary or, or possession. With the, the future, what does that hold for us now, do you think, and how do we best look towards it? Well, hopefully we... we maybe in, in, a, in a football sense, they say, lower your eyes. So instead of looking well down the track look at what's around you and, and get the value from what's around your environment rather than thinking that you know to be successful I need to have a you know a, a holiday overseas and I have to fly to another country to, to actually enjoy life um, can we can we enjoy life in the environment that we have uh, so really just blowing your eyes, looking at who's around you and what's around you and connecting with some of the, your own ideas about what motivates yourself and, and what can you get value with in, uh, you know, in maybe about making a present for someone rather than going out and buying it. Um, it's it, it maybe just working in your own neighbourhood and, and supporting your local services and whether it's, you know, volunteering for uh, the country fire brigade or the local community centre or... Um, what about, for, those what about for local radio station? Not a bad idea, Greg, yes. <laughs> and, but but that, that's what connects people. It is. That, it's... That's what it's all about. It is... Uh, it's a sense of identifying what the, what a community is and how the community needs each other in all shapes and forms. It, it sort of goes back to what I call it sort of the village green mentality. So the, the townships that have a, a centre square, uh, an area that people would congregate either once a week or twice a week and come together, and it doesn't matter where or what you were doing during the week, you were able to actually get together and connect with people, um, whether it's uh, whether it's a farming environment and they come together on a Sunday, or whether it's businesses and then the Saturday and Sunday they would they would get to the local down to the local shops or the local square and they'd run into people that they knew uh, and you could have a good chat and you could be connected and then you could go on your way and uh, back to your businesses. Well, Ed, uh, sorry, Ed Wiener's got a story on that about how even uh, in our area here that that was the way it was. Yeah. But now that's gone by the by. The cup is on, on oh, a Sunday morning, Ed. There was a, sh- a sh- local shop in Highton that would give free cup of coffee. Oh, wow. From their yep. shop. And, and people flocked there on a Sunday. And it really brought that village feeling in to the area. But then the, the shop changed hands and that was stopped and it was yeah. redesigned and it's just not as friendly as an atmosphere. And, and people know that, don't they? You, they we always we gravitate to places that feel warm. That's right. And that, that's really important. It, it, you'd rather go to a warm environment um, and, and and there's, a, there's actually a, a nice little place where I am that 
that just for Mother's Day gave us a little gift. Um, and I thought that was just, just a touch to say, you know, we're, we're thinking about you and, and here's something uh, that uh, it, was, it was a local product of uh, jam and, uh, and they were able to, like any customer that came along said, hey, you know, give this to your mother or give this to your partner. Um, just acknowledging Mother's Day. And I think those little things mean so much to, to communities and organisations. And they show that you're not just there to make a buck, you know, and then sure. produce, to produce a, a thousand copies a day so, um, and make the money on it. Um, and I believe most people really want to be connected and they want to feel valued and, uh, uh, and, and they do want to be recognised. Uh, and I think that, so I, I applaud those guys and, um, and you do see them and you see businesses that do well have really good people skills uh, because people will pay for good people skills, I think, um, and, we'll, and we'll go that extra mile and we'll return to the same place when they know they've got a warm face that they can say hello to. What sort of advices have you got for, uh, well, for all and sundry, I guess, at this time? Who do you turn to and uh, what sort of, uh, you know, who would you access if you were in need? Yeah, well, you've got the the normal uh, services that are out there that are still doing wonderful things. Lifeline is is always available and is always listening and I know a few of our our workers uh, also... Uh, work at Lifeline and they'll do that on, on weekends or evening um, and, and it is, it's always in demand and people are always wanting to chat um, and so that, that's really really important the Lifeline uh, Beyond Blue is always available um, I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he was from a group called On The Line and that, that is, I mean, it's based in Melbourne, but it's a, it's a 24-7 counselling service and mental health service. Um, and, and it is just available 24-7, which is pretty huge when you think about it. And when you say uh, on the line, though, is it literally on the line, on, on yeah, telephone or online? Literally telephone. Okay. There's a, there's a phone number that you can ring. It's a Melbourne number. Um, or you can obviously go through the uh, internet and uh, the normal, you can send an inquiry, but it, it's, it's available 24-7, phone counselling, online, so you could do either. It, it doesn't have to be as personal as the phone call, it can be just about information. It's very, had a great, it's very yeah. interesting how so many services have ramped up in this time too. People can just get on the computer and send a message and not have to yeah. ring. Yeah. And, and I think there's been some amazing things that are on the internet, aren't they, what people are doing? And I think it, it's fascinating from getting dressed up to, to put your wheelie bin out. Who would have <laughs> I, thought of that? I love that. Um, put, put your ball gown on and, and walk your wheelie bin out to the, to the road curb. I love that. <laughs> and, and, and that is simple, but I think human beings have a great capacity, don't they, for, uh, for creating and doing 
marvellous thing, absolutely wonderful thing. We've also got the great capacity to do really bad things, unfortunately. But um, but when we're when we're thinking outside the box uh, and looking at growing, it, it's the people that are actually uh, you know you've got some community houses in Geelong that were doing trivia online, uh, which is a wonderful way of just trying to connect with people and um, telling people that there's still you know there's a door open. Doesn't matter how dark it seems. There's a door open, and you've just got to walk through that door, pick up the phone, make the phone call, or connect. Um, and I go back to On The Line, which has a uh, mates in construction emphasis, so that they're really looking at the, the, you know, the quintessential male who works in the construction industry and saying, hey, we're going to be here for you as well. And... Um, and that sort of thinking, I think, is wonderful. So it, it is about connecting, uh, and it is about just having a voice. Uh, I read an article a while ago, it was about James Hurd, the footballer, who actually made a phone call, and he spoke to someone online, and he said it, it actually changed his life, that he knew there was someone there mm-hmm. who, was, who was just able to listen to him. And no, no judgment, no, no expectation, no sense of, okay, I have to find out, you know, whether you have this disorder or that disorder. It was about, we see you. And, I, and I, it goes back to, um, in, a, in olden days when they used to say, I see you, as a greeting for someone. Yes. Um, and that means a hell of a lot. Rather, mm. We just say hello nowadays, hello, how are you going? And, and we move on pretty quickly. But... The, the identification of someone is not just filling a space. The identification of someone that I value you and I can see you, uh, I think is really important. I do talk to a lot of people that uh, when they're really feeling low, they talk about getting smaller and smaller and disappearing. And that's, that's the fear that they have. It becomes your uh, inconsequential. You're, you're not a part of this world. Uh, people just walk right past you and ignore you. Um, so people need to be just acknowledged and, uh, and that can go a long way. So, so you know, the advice of people, if they're feeling isolated, they're feeling alone, they're feeling small, it is about reaching out, it is about connecting and there's a, there's a great deal of uh, support that's out there to connect and just to tell people that you know we are in this together and um, and we can we can move through this and, and maybe we'll, we'll come out stronger and hopefully a more understanding of everybody's livelihood and what's important to it. Well, I suppose the first thing is that yeah, what you're saying is to take that first step, and um, well, once we do that, yeah. we'll, we'll be making it. We'll be putting a podcast up on this as yeah. well. So we put okay. that lifeline numbers uh, beyond blue and on the line. We'll get those numbers up there. But before we go, read, I just have to let our listeners know that, especially with the COVID nineteen, if you've got any. Uh, symptoms of fever, coughing, sore throat, fatigue or shortness of breath that we've still got the COVID-19 clinic going here in Colic and so uh, you don't actually go into the clinic you've got to ring up before you do go there it's the phone number is 5232 5402 
and it's between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. seven days a week. So we, you know, we've got a little bit of a setback going on at the moment. So you know, please look after yourselves, and if you are crook, uh, put your hand up because yeah, that says well with anything. If you're crook, you've got to do something about it. Absolutely, and it's okay. That is okay. Look, thanks very much, Reed, and we've got you at uh, short notice, but. Um, yeah, well, look, we might get to be able to have a longer chat with you at some stage once this is all over to see how we've got to go in the recovery stage. Absolutely. But, uh, Very happy to help out, Greg. Now, we're going to have a bit of a song for you. You want us to put on the, um, what are they called? Yeah, Indigo Girls, and it's called Closer to Fine. Okay. Um, it, it actually talks about finding your inner strength, not expecting that everybody's going to have the answer to you outside. So specialists don't have answers. It, it is about knowing and finding yourself and, and trusting yourself to, to work through this, this this stuff, whatever's going on for you. Good on you. Yeah, you'll be right. Wonderful, Greg. All right, thanks very much thanks. again, Reid, and we will talk to you. Look, this has been Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry, and our guest has been Reid Maxwell. You're on 98.3 here in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast, and we're streaming live at all at wsocrfm.org.au, and we'll talk to you again next week. All of us, cheers.